welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Subject for our teaching is leadership and family. Leadership and family or leader and family. Can we go together to the book of Timothy chapter 3? Our main text is Timothy 3, 1 to 7, 8 to 13. So we are starting from verse 8 to 13. It says, Deacons likewise are to be men worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truth of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested. Then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives are to be women with uh, worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate, trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be the husband of but one wife and must manage his children and his household. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, when we talk about family, on Friday, when we opened the conference, we said the church or when God made us, he says, let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness. So we've been making the image and the likeness of God. Now God saw it fit that he will send us here on earth to come and populate the earth with, the, with his own divine nature and person. So a family represents God because God expects that you give all that you have so that your children and the neighborhood, every person can see God through your life. So we agreed that we are all aliens. Can you tell your neighbor you are an alien? An alien is a word foreigner. Can you tell your neighbor you are a foreigner? Unfortunately, most of us have forgotten that we are foreigners. And so we have made the decision we are here to stay. And you will soon discover that after you have labored and worked hard, you have to passage through, you have to pass through and leave all that you have labored and worked for. Solomon in his own wisdom, in the book of Ecclesiastes from chapter 1 to chapter 12, he, he gives us wisdom. And it says, vanity of vanities. Solomon had all the experience of what life could give. Women, Solomon had the fat ones, the thin ones, the short ones, the tall ones. You can mention them, Solomon had them. You talk money, you talk cars. He had all the chariots of his time. You talk about accommodation. He had... A city palace, he had winter palace, he had the summer palace, he had hunting grounds. Everywhere he went, 
It showed that he's a man of great stature. But Solomon writes, he says, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. All that you are laboring for might, not, might just be smoke. All your efforts might just be smoke. And it sometimes might be as a reason that you have missed the main purpose and the call of God upon your life. And you thought you were here to stay permanently. That's why we have a saying, riches never stay. They are like a frog. They jump around. Those who were rich before you, if you go and check in history, you discover those who were kings, they are peasants today. And those that were ordinary people have suddenly become great people. If you miss your purpose and the call of God upon your life, you will run around, labor, work, and do all of this and miss your purpose. I said on Friday, can you imagine after you have achieved your 10-bedroom house and then you have your summer house in Deben or Cape Town, maybe you are rich enough, you have one in Deben, one in Cape Town, and maybe Kruger National Park. I like Kruger, so you have your winter holidays in Kruger. And maybe you are rich. You want real winter. You, are, you have a house in Europe. When at the thick of the snow, you are there. You are skiing around. And then you die. You appear before God. And God says, I send you as an ambassador. You know, an ambassador from another country. They cannot come here and behave like they are here to stay. They must know they are representing another government. The luxuries they have... It's just to enable the mission to be fulfilled. But not to take the mission for advantage to self-enrich. But most of us has come to, we have come to that place where everything about us is about our car, our house, our career. When you say to people, what are you doing for God? They'll tell you, I'm reading. You have been reading all your life. Even now you are reading. You should read Solomon. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It says, reading is tiring. And there is no end to it. Yeah. You are a doctor. You think you finish. You just did one segment. One small part. Basically, if you become a doctor, you are a specialist. So you don't know the whole human body properly. So if, it will take you a lifetime. I know a man. We worked together for years. I think when, when we were turning around 40, he decided to go to medical school. Another seven years. Then he went for practicals. One time we were meeting, he was a, a practical, doing some practicals in George Mukari. He says, now I now see where I'm going. But after this, I want to specialize. He says, no, I can't be just an ordinary GP. No. I want to be a gynecologist. I want to go back to school. Nice. Tell your neighbor, Nice. Is that the mission? Is that what God has called you for? Is that the only thing that you are here to do? Will you be able to say to the Father, as you send me, it is finished. I've done that which you sent me to do. Or it will be, the Bible says there will be others who will be crying and the master will say, cast them out. I don't know them. Because when you are on earth, you are a lot to yourself. Okay, let's go back to our reading. Lord, have mercy on us. It says, a deacon, likewise, uh, to be men worthy of respect. As a Christian, 
Within the church, we teach about priestly families. All of you are priests in the house of God. This thing of saying, Pastor, 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 I'm here to train you to do your work. I'm not the one to do the work. You are the sheep. I'm the shepherd. The sheep give birth to sheep. You are not smiling. No, amen. I'm saying it again. The sheep give birth to sheep. I'm the shepherd. I have to make sure there is a great environment. You are here to learn so that you can do the work of God. Every one of us, God is expecting you to be a minister. The issue of coming to church to warm the chair, this chair will testify one day. I was so tired of this person. He just came to church and sit on me and do nothing. He, did, he never even said amen when he was sitting on me. The chair will tell the test. He says, when we go for outreach, he never comes. I'll be lonely. He will never sit on me because outreach, he will not come. But if we say party, hey, he will come with friends. Yeah. Your life is more worth than the hairstyle. Your life is more worth than the car you drive. Your car is more worth than the house you have. The, your, your life is more worth than the wife you have married. Some of us are thinking we, we are married just to work for our wife and our children. You'll be shocked. Jesus said, if, if, if you love your wife more than me, you love your children more than me, you love your, 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 your parents more than me, you love even your own self. Then he says, you are not worthy of me. Yeah. He says, you are not worthy of me. The, ch- the church is a family. If you think what you are doing is more important, you will be shocked. You are more spiritual than you think. Yeah, you are more spiritual than you think. God says, let us make men. God wanted you to be part of an extension of his own, of himself. God wanted you to experience the reality of it. He says, you must be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, drugs, intoxication. I told the story. Somebody was being married in the church. The pastor prayed, finished. The girl was crying. <sighs> pastor is thinking, oh, the girl is happy. Like all the girls, they have a tendency to cry. There was no crying for nothing. The boy was drunk that day. He was keeping himself together. Then they put the pillows down. Let's pray for them. Then the pastor alcohol you know alcohol you can't hide it with the chappies and ice mint air spray it's more powerful it's brewing inside here yeah he knocked the pastor in the name of the Lord then he realized the girl is not crying because she's happy the man has missed his purpose Hallelujah. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. May the Lord have grace upon our life. The Bible says they must hold the deep truth 
of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested. When, when, when somebody says, I love you, you must test them. In the church, sometimes when somebody comes and says, oh, I'm fantastic, I'm tired. This guy proposed me. He's born again. He loves Jesus. Sometimes I go and investigate. Who is this guy who's marrying my favorite girl? Or who's this guy, this, this girl who has stolen the heart of my son? Who's your pastor? Then you'll hear stories. I was sitting with Sam. I said, tell me. Since I go to this church, I said, I know the pastor. Let me, I'll phone the pastor after the meeting. Next week when we meet, he says, no. He gave me another pastor. Possibly on the fourth meeting, he had three churches he was attending. I was telling the girl, this guy is not serious. This is a chameleon. Maybe sent from the other world to come and steal your destiny. God has great things for you. You are just married. I'm getting married. Marriage is not the ring. Hey, girl, marriage is not the ring. For now, you might be excited. Oh. Victory belongs to me. Victory belongs to me. We will see. One day, one day, you will be taking it off because you married something else. Yeah, you, because when people ask, every time, how's your husband? Oh, you are married. When they mention the name, it's like they are undressing you. So the best part is... So that nobody asks you the question. One man one time took a ring. You know, I've been putting my ring for years. So you can imagine. I have a ring even though I've taken it off. You know, the flesh. You know where the ring sits. It remains white. So one, one man took it off. And he was proposing a girl. And the girl says, I can see the ring. He says, where? Where? He says, there. You are married. You crooked man. Yeah. Let me tell you. You will take it off not because you want. Yeah. You'll even say it's lost. Yeah. When we, we who know you are married will say, Oh, we notice you're no longer putting on your ring. So I don't know where it is in the house. Liar. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly where the ring is. It's just that it's, the associations of that ring breaks your heart. We don't marry for the ring. If you are going to marry a brother who doesn't love Jesus, you are going to marry a woman who doesn't love Jesus, I'm telling you, you are in trouble. You are going to experience difficulty. Can you imagine? You have a nice house, a big house, everything nice, and you are alone. Yeah. You are what? Nobody in the house with your big car, you know, with your stilettos, your nice handbag, and the powerful cell phone. Show it to the monkeys. Don't forget, every decision we make leads us to be where we are today. Yeah, 
Whatever decision you are making, just know you are not fooling anyone. Who's fooling who? Who's fooling who? Who's fooling who? Me. If you are sleeping around, I can't get sexual disease. Me. It's you. I'm not sleeping with you. I'm your pastor. I'm telling you, this thing is not good. Then what do you say? We are shy. Isn't it? Oh, we are dog. Isn't it? We'll see. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Men will reap what he has sown. Some things are growing in us. We wish they will go away. But they are growing stronger and more powerful. Yeah. Continue. We'll tell you. Masturbation is not good. We're teaching about family. Masturbation is not good. Yeah, it's not. But it's enjoyable. For a season. Get married. Then we'll see. Making, having sex with yourself. Let's see. Get married. Get married. I know you don't believe me. Get married. Then that's when you will realize there are other things that have grown into me that are strange and I have no control over. Because now you have a woman who's supposed to bring joy or a husband who's supposed to bring joy. One, one many years ago, somebody said, we are not compatible, pastor. Compatible. What do you mean? He's saying that to a pure person. You know, this person has been in church. Never ran around. Maybe if he did, maybe it's once. But he stood in the church, stayed. Now he's married. This person is not compatible sexually. We are not compatible. I said, you have been sleeping with so many people. Things have grown into you. Now you want to blame somebody for your rottenness. That you cannot, you can no longer feed properly. Yeah, you are like an overused. We have to tie up. We have to tie up. Now you are not compatible. We, we are not compatible. You know, it's not working this thing. No. The things you have been sowing have come home. It's harvest time, baby. Enjoy it. Yeah. Let me tell you, there are people who can, you cannot contain them. You, you have stayed in church, you are a girl church, you love Jesus, you gave your life, you married as a virgin, you have married a wild man. Or oh, as a boy, you have been a virgin, this girl is the one complaining. They are not compatible. Who have you been sleeping with? Some, some people you slept with are not humans. Yeah. What you slept with is not a human. Or has a form of human but possessed by other things. Yeah. That's why I say the wisdom of God is superior to our wisdom. Because when you look at it, these things look like natural. They are natural. They say, according to our culture and our tradition, we've been doing this thing. That's why your grandfather never stayed at home. He left. Because there were things that were in him. He tried to suppress them, but he could not. Nobody could help him. Then they end up saying, no, you know, we, Tuanas, 
we don't marry one wife. I told you a story. This is a true story. One man paid Lobola, and my wife asked him, when are you signing? Me. Sign. Never. I will never sign. Me, I'm a Tswana man. This is a true Tswana. I'm not taking Ndebele, Zulu, whatever. Tswana men. Say, me, strong. One woman cannot satisfy me. He was already wild, spoiled. Oh, I'm happy, Pastor. I got a brother. He loves Jesus. You brought him yourself. Oh, then you tell him, you know, when you get to church, they sing nice. Oh, he said, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands as well. There's a time when they will say, hey, let us cry. It's like, they will say, let us cry, you know. <laughs> Everybody has a tear on their eye. So, lift up your hand and, yeah. Who's a fool? I'm not going to live your life for you. I won't be sleeping with you. I'm your pastor. I have best interest for you. But sometimes I sound like a rhetoric, stupid. One member of my church said to me, I was advising them financially, don't do this. You know what, what they said? The husband was there. You are old-fashioned. This thing you are telling us is old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. Okay. Thank you. From there, no more advice. Even if I see you are going to the hole, I know I'm old-fashioned. My danger signs are irrelevant to you. Until somebody's deep in the hole, then shouting, Pastor, you don't care. I say, if I come and I speak, you can't listen. And you told me that I'm old-fashioned. My advice is not wise. I say, Nice. If the Bible says fornication is not good, fornication is not good. It's not my opinion. Adultery is not good. It's not me who's coming to you and say, oh, you know what? You know, this thing, try to keep you. No, it's not me. Contain yourself. Can you tell your neighbor, contain yourself? Yes. Cast the demon yourself. Resist. You better tie yourself with the chain here. And ask your neighbor, take the key and don't come back. Come Monday. I'll sit here, my foot is here, my toilet is here. I must be delivered of myself. Somebody became so upset, watching pornography and all of that. When they were really in the deep, comes and he says, I, wa- I wanted you to deliver me. I said, how can I deliver you when we told you this thing is worse than a drug? Nudity is worse than a drug. I said nudity, addiction, is worse than nyaupe. Oh, nyaupe, you think nyaupe is worse? The Bible says sex will reduce a man to a loaf of bread. Yeah, loaf of bread. A big man, a big man, a big man. One of our pastors told us, they were at the funeral sitting. You know, at the funeral you have elderly sitting, we are eating meat and whatever. Tea, biscuits. And this big man who's sitting together, the pastor was sitting together with the local man. And this man is well respected in the village. It's just a young girl came up just on the corner and said, Hey, when? Hey, 
He says, that big man just stood up quickly. <laughs> and the pastor said, the young girl has become a wife. You know, it doesn't matter how young, if you sleep with a girl, who's young? 18 years. Forget it. You are the same. Yeah, the girl will call you and say, when she appears, you straighten up. Attention. Why? Because sex has equalized you. Yeah. Sex will reduce you to a loaf of bread. I said sex will reduce you. We are talking family. If you don't take care of yourself, be wise. Sleep around. Yeah, sleep around. You'll see. And get married. Yeah, you'll think they are witches. The witches are better. <laughs> Have you heard about a wandering desire? Before you married a person, you had a wandering desire for them. The first night you sleep with them, that you hate them. You waited. All these years you waited. But you have been sleeping around. When you finish with this one, you want that one. When you don't know. You will finish all your friends in the house. Every girl who comes to the house, you will sleep with. Any woman who comes and works in the house, doesn't matter young and old, same way. It's a demon. Anyway, no amen is fine. Amen. The intent of God about the family is to consecrate families and to restore families in order to save nations. You are not married for, for you to buy flowers. Some women will come, oh, my husband doesn't love me. Tell me why. He doesn't buy me flowers and chocolate. You are waking. Go and buy yourself flowers and chocolate. You are fighting for, somebody said to me, oh, my husband doesn't help him. There. Say, what, the, what do you want him? To wash the dishes and all of that. I say, you have missed the purpose of marriage. If you think you think you are, I'm marrying you to make you happy. Somebody was asking me, why are you not with your wife every time in the church? I said, my wife has her own church. She's fulfilling her own mission and calling. Yeah. She's not Mamurut. She's a pastor in her own right. So why should she become a flower pot on stilettos? No. We are, we are married for nations. Not to come to church on Sunday in our nice suits and everybody looking at us thinking that, and we are not sleeping in the same room. You know, some of the married couples, they don't sleep in the same room. Hypocrisy. I said hypocrisy. Yeah. So let's, let's work for God. God wanted families to, to do great things. Time is running away. 
That was introduction, by the way. Number one. The leaders in the home. The leader in the home. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Apostle Paul gives important requirements that should uh, be evident in the life of a leader. One, we must be above reproach and blameless. You must be above reproach and blameless. You must be a husband of one wife. Stop the wandering eye. Most men have a wandering eye. Hmm? Do you know a wandering eye? Sisters have a wandering eye. Hmm. They look with a yearning to have. Brothers will be in church, but they have a wandering eye. May the Lord have mercy. Number three, you must be temperate. You know how to keep things in balance as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a disciple, as a worker or a, a business person. You must be temperate, self-controlled. You know when to speak and when to keep quiet. You have the ability to overcome all difficulties. Five, respectable. You've got a good taste. You create a great atmosphere of excellence. Respectable. Able to teach as a priestly house, as somebody who is a minister. You might not be a pastor, but you must be able to teach. Most of you, God will judge you harshly. You are educated. You are what? You, in other words, you can read and write. There are preachers today who are preaching. They can't they can read, but they are doing something for God. Yeah. You'll say to somebody, John 3.16, please. Can you read it for me, my sister? He can quote them by the... He can even uh, uh, recite them. You call them one by one, one by one. He can read. He has not gone to school. He's doing his part. What about you? You can read, you can teach. You might not be a pastor, but you can teach. To teach is to... I can give you this note. You come here and you say, point number one, self-control. You must be self-controlled. Then you can explain. You can Google that on the internet. You'll find it. Is that it? They can't say it the way I say it. But you get it? Everybody can teach. Can tell your neighbor, everybody can teach. The, the Bible expects you to be a teacher. All of us can teach somebody. Don't come to church. Oh, we are going to church. They're going to bless us. Nice music. You might be going to hell. Yeah. Yet you have been so close to heaven. Uh, uh, this man says, I did not know. Jacob says, I did not know. This was the gate of heaven. He slept there. Yeah. God, he couldn't see it with his naked eye. Because he was distracted by many things. He closed his eyes and as he was sleeping, he got a revelation. And he said to the I'm going to come back. I'll build here. I'll build you an altar in this place. You might be here and God being here and never hear him. Because your natural eyes are distraction. You, you are focusing on wrong things. May the Lord have mercy. Able to teach. All of us can teach. That's why we teach. Go to sell. Go and learn. Tomorrow we have a special class. Come for the special class tomorrow. 
We are praying for people. Come for prayer. You don't know. Some things will drop out of your life. Some bad habits that you have developed. The struggle that you are having. Come tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Number seven. Not addicted to wine. Some of us are addicted. We need help. We have no self-control. Put food here. You think alcohol is the is a drug? Let's put food here. I was a manager here in the in 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 Kauteng, uh, Pretoria area, and I decided they were doing product lunch. The company I worked for, they were doing product lunch. The people come from Soweto, Tembisa, David, those areas that side, the east and the west of Jobek. I went there as, as a manager to supervise and see because the next lounge was coming to our area so I wanted to copy you won't believe there were a lot of Africans there when they saw the buffet I'm sure they said heaven on earth praise the Lord there, were, there was a foil paper you know foil paper they cover the tables put some stones and boards and cover them by the time management came, they, we were seeing the stone <laughs> and the boss. They've even peeled the foil to cover the meat. I've never seen, from that time I teach about it. Poverty is horrible. It's, poverty is not lack of money. You know what, what, what they've done? You know, they have open bar. You know open bar? You can drink Coca-Cola as many times as you want. Those who drink alcohol as much. As long as every time you, you get there, the guy opens the, the thing for you. You can't get it sealed. You must drink it. Not this ones from Tembisa, David Ten, Soweto. They had two liter bottles. It doesn't matter what it is they were putting together. Addiction to food. One time they were dishing. We usually do weddings in the church. Somebody was getting married. And then we were on cue. You know, there were tables we were eating. Here in church, the same building. You know, the plate can only take so much. I'm talking about somebody here. He went, filled the plate, and the plate can no longer take some more. Yeah, but he still filled the plate. Where my pain, where, where my pain was, you see, the, there's another small plate that they put, what do you call it? The deco, the, the, the one that we put the main plate on. All the soup and whatever and whatever have extended itself on it, but it has gone beyond that. The, the tablecloth had the dripping of its plate because the plate was like this. Now, when he started to eat, When we talk about addiction, we talk about those. Some people don't know how to eat. Hallelujah. Okay, my time is going. You are delaying me. Not addicted to wine. Not quarrelsome. You know, there is a part that we read. It says, uh, the wife of a deacon, their wives are to be women worthy of respect not malicious talkers. 
I don't think the Bible put it there by accident. Not what? Malicious. Women sometimes can be malicious. May the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. One woman was burning things. She says, if, if I can't get him. So he started to touch. Touch his suits. Touch whatever. Took whatever. Broke the glass of the car. Malicious. Malicious talkers. Number 10, kind, be kind. Have the gift of saving and making an effort of others to feel more important. Make others feel more important. Number 11, gentle. Always stay calm and not temperamental. Some people are temperamental. If you dish for them and the other piece looks bigger than their piece. It's because you hate them. They will start to tell you, if you are not of the same tribe, it becomes an issue. You are not, you know, we of this tribe and you are of that tribe. I can see they meet you. No, you are very temperamental. Be gentle. Not covetous. You love God with everything that you have. Hallelujah. With all your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your might. Hallelujah. You manage your household. The Bible says the leader must manage his household well. Some brothers who are here, when they left, they never even make up their bed. Yeah, but they are here. They are dressed nicely. When you marry them, you have to murder them. Most, most boys have to be murdered. There's no amen. It's fine. <laughs> when, when I got married, when I got married, I used to use, let me not use the name of the, of the lotion because I think most of you must still be using it. So I must not destroy the brand. <laughs> so I was using that lotion, you know. It's reasonable. It makes me feel like, and when I got married, my wife told me, uh, your skin is like crocodile skin. You are hard. Your skin is hard. Most brother's skin, <laughs> crocodile skin. <laughs> so she said to me, from today, you must use this lotion to soften up your skin. Yeah. And soon my, my, my rough skin became soft. Yeah. Praise Jesus. To mothers and women. So she was mothering me to say, uh, you are big, but uh, look at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, we spoke about covetousness, not being covetous. Some people will be married, but never share their things. I know men who have got cars, their wife will never touch the car. It is my car. Until they buy a new one then they give the wife the old car. Are you really generous? If the, he has scratched the car, bumped the car, nobody said anything in the house until his wife scratched the car. Hey! Third World War. 
Some will not give their wife money. They will spend money on themselves. They'll go to Chisanyama. They'll go to KFC. They'll go everywhere, spend their money with their friends, but never with their families. Most young girls, if you look at, if I ask all the unmarried girls, women to stand, they are pretty, their hair are done nicely. Let them get married. I said, let them get married. <coughs> their hairstyle disappears. She can't even afford to do her nails anymore. When you married her, she looked pretty. Okay, you are not saying amen, it's fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, if you are not willing to die to yourself, then you are not ready for family. You see, when we come to church, we come to church to do everything. When we arrive in heaven, God is going to ask us, I gave you a good job. Tithe is one thing that we give. But I don't think God is interested in the tithe. The Bible tells us, servant gold disease. The issue is, what did you do with your life? You worked all your, of your life. Maybe in your lifetime, you raised 10, $10 million. What did you do with it? When you are old, you can't even take care of yourself. You have to revert back to Mudende, to government pension. Don't forget, we said anyone who earns government pension is poor. I know you don't want to accept it. We don't have to go to grow to that level where we are going to be dependent on the state. Coveciousness, spending everything on us. Hallelujah. The Bible says not the recent convert must be a, must be a person of good reputation. Hallelujah. Number two, that was number one. Num our number one, those were subtitles. Uh, the leader and his home. Number two, allowing Jesus to build your home. The book of Psalm 127 verse 1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, his builder labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. Can we go together to the book of Genesis chapter 24? The, when we build the house and Jesus is in it, we'll do well. Because Jesus died for everybody else. You must die for yourself. The church is a home. The church is a family. I, I gave a statement. I received a text message from one of our, our sons in the Lord. And he said to me, he doesn't know his father today. To, to today. He has never met his father. His mother, he has asked his mother many times. The last time when he was talking to me, I said to him, stop asking your mother because your mother doesn't know who is your father. So the same way as you are frustrated, you are reminding her of her sinful yes. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. Now, this is, this is what he wrote, what, what, some of the things that he said. He said, you, you are the only one apart from my mom who called me son. Here in the church, we are a family. I have a lot of sons. I have people who have come to church 
they didn't even have clothes. They didn't even know how to dress. I had to tell them, we don't dress that way. You have to, to have a seam for your pants. You can't just buy. You know, when you buy the suit, they fold it than to seam it. You don't find our boys with the suits that are... That is not the style. It's oversized. It's too big a jacket. Your jacket must sit on your shoulder nicely. It must fit on you. The button must close properly. It must not have a, a lot of airspace inside. That's not a style. It's just a big... Unless your uncle gave it to you, we understand. Is that fine? So, when we talk about God building, allowing God to build your family, it's not you and your husband who are building the family. God has given us pastors. God has given us our grandparents. God has given us our uncles, people around us to help us to build. So, we need to build wisely. Let's read uh, Genesis 24. I will close here because of time. The message is long. If you were generous, we could finish at four, but I know you are already thinking, lunchtime, pastor, I left a lake of, lake of lamp. So, let me round up so that I remain a favorite pastor to you. Hallelujah. Okay, Genesis 24, verse 1, it says, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. May the Lord bless you in all things. I said, may the Lord bless you in all things. May you have abundance of all things. Yeah, may people envy you. Yeah. People looked down on Abraham when he started, but in time, they realized he was a force to be reckoned with. Abraham has had his own army. Can you imagine? He was not a small boy. You will not be undermined in the name of Jesus. Those who do so, it is at their peril in the name of Jesus. Let's read what our father Abraham did. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all he had, please, you see, when you are poor, you are managing your things. But when you are rich, other people are managing your things. May this be your story in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, you must, you must be rich enough for others to manage your things. Yeah. You must have a manager of this, manager of that, manager of that. Then we know you are becoming complex. Abraham was complex. You must be complex. Hallelujah. Your friends must know that if they leave you, they will be poor. Yeah, they must know. The people you associate with, they must know they are profiting. I always say to people, you can leave our company, that's fine. But you can't have what we have. I say, it's not possible. I say to women, serve your husband so wild that even if he was to go somewhere, he will realize, hmm, this woman is horrible. She looked pretty on the street, but really she's not a woman at all. Yeah. Some woman can cook. I say some women cannot cook. If you were to ask them, what is your husband's favorite meal? They don't know. They'll tell you KFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, have mercy. 
see. Your family will be looking at you nice. Uh, uh, they are thinking you are eating well. No, you are eating junk food, my brother. Don't forget, I, I always say, as a woman, when you get married, if you can afford the chef, praise the Lord. But truth be told, learn how to cook. It's expected of a woman to be a good cook. I said, when you marry, you expect your wife to know how to cook. They were interviewing a woman on television. She says, no, I don't know how to cook. I can do eggs and maybe rice. I said, you are like 12, 13 year old. Or even a 12, 13 year old is better. Eggs. We don't talk about eggs. Eggs is not cooking. You haven't started. Oh, no, no. You know, I want us to go out. No, if you want to be sophisticated, invite me to your house. Then I know you are sophisticated. Don't take me to the restaurant. Restaurant. No, your house. Labor of love. You know labor of love. Yeah. There is one house, every time they phone me, I know when I arrive, they bake. I, I can feel the bake. I even tell the men, I say, you got the jackpot. When I arrive, pastor arrive, this nicely fresh cakes. The pots, the other side, you can smell the atmosphere as it changes. The mood in the house become nice and good. You can even feel the husband when he talks to you that he's saying to you, I'm going to model what power is today. Yeah, what comes from the kitchen that will come into our table is my strength and my power. The beauty of my wife, you will see it today. They will be ordering pizza. You remember that old woman, the KFC advert? Uh, Mama Zala was sitting there and say, they, she, she, bring, she, brings, she brings KFC and saying, Hi, Makoti is doing very well. That is not cooking. As a woman, you must be able to cook. Complex, complex food, complex. Yeah. When we finish eating, we must be asking, what did you do? Because I've eaten meat before, but not a meat like this. Yes. There must be a display. There are no amen from the sisters. I don't know. Did I say something wrong? I thought the sisters, amen, amen. You're advertising, I can cook. I can. When, before I got married, uh, I had some friends, so I visited them in their church. They invited me for a Saturday. Uh, it was a ladies' young women's Saturday. Once a month, the young women are called together, and the young boys in the, who are born again in the area are called. So the women cook their best dishes. And then they write the names. Who cooked what? I like that. So we will eat, and you can say, Lydia. You eat, you can say, Mavis. You eat Lindy way. Then when we go, we'll be talking. Eh, that girl, last week we ate and she cooked for her. Eh, that girl. You can see one person who's consistent. The others, they can only do pumpkin. <laughs> because pumpkin, you put sugar, that's it. 
May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Sister, learn to cook. Hallelujah. Learn to do what? To cook. The English say, you get into a man's heart through his stomach. Sometimes you do, you do group dating. You call all the brothers and a few of your friends, but you make sure that you remain the most central, central point of the... Then they come and eat. It's all the meal you cooked it. It's an advert. You don't know what you are missing. This is a foretaste. No amen. It's fine. Okay, let's continue with, with our father Abraham. Verse 3, it says, I will make you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. Now, the Bible says, do not be equally yoked with non-believers. Please don't marry people who are not born again. We don't marry the figure. Praise the Lord. We don't marry miniskirt and uh, cleavage. No. You can't come to church like that. We say dress according to the occasion. If you go for swimming, there is a dress for swimming. You go for party, there is a dress for party. Certain occasions, if you dress in a specific way, we know you will never be married. Because the dress is inappropriate to the occasion. There's no swimming pool here. You dress like you are going to swim. Can you imagine with my three, three, three suit, you know, three piece suit coming to the pool and saying, you see me coming. What are you going to say? <laughs> Something is wrong. This guy, three piece, are you sure? No, you have to dress appropriately to the occasion. Don't marry a Canaanite woman. These are wild to the extreme. God is helping you. Don't marry. Do not be equally yoked with non-believers. Sisters love going to fetch the Canaanite men. Girls, they like it. One, one said, oh, what they say? You know, I don't, see, I don't see men in the church. There are no men in the church. I say, you have a wandering eye. I don't see men in the church. There are no men. I say, what are you doing? Are we not men? He says, all these are boys. All these are just young boys. There are no men of my age. Women. Then she decided she's going to hunt. I say, happy hunting. Yeah. Then many years down the line, we met again. I think four or five years down the line. We were in the company of others. I said, ha, we are married now. Are you married? Let me tell you, don't be bothered about marriage. Your aunt is not married. Even your grandmother is not married. She's still using your native, your maiden surname. So why bother God about things that even your grandmother using witchcraft and whatever couldn't work? <laughs> you are coming here and say, hey, no, just be happy. I love the Lord. Things are working. Yeah, things are working. 
Things are working. Some things you are fighting for, you will never win. You will end up making us to lie and prophesy, prophesy lie and tell you, yeah, prophesy lie. You will be married in two days. Bring, bring, bring so much. Because now it will have to come to that. It must cost you something. Grace, you don't buy it. It's free. Jesus has already died. He has given himself for us. Don't go for the Canaanite man. Don't go for the Canaanite woman. Do not be equally yoked. Run away. Run away. Brother, run away. Yeah, one, one time I was proposed twice by women. I was young. Nice young boy. They looked at me and they thought, hmm, we could make him a flower boy and take him around. You know? So the first one, did, I said to her, you don't know me. I'm as wild as any other boy without Jesus. Jesus is like that chain that they hold a wild dog with. I'm wild, but under control. <laughs> let me be let loose. Let Jesus not be part of the deal. You will regret it. There's no difference between me and the other men except Jesus. It's not like I'm a fool. I don't see. If I had my way, I would do it. But my life is under authority. I deny myself. I'm dying to myself. Hallelujah. So be a man and a woman under authority. Be subjected. Hallelujah. Yeah, so the girl says, no. At the time, we were working together in the bank. I said, I'm looking for a place to stay. He says, come and stay with me. I told her, I said, you, you don't know me. Say thanks to Jesus, I can't come and stay with you. But I'm just like your previous boyfriend who dumped you. I will stay for as long as you fit my habit. But how far? No one can satisfy a human being. Let me tell you, your wife cannot, as a wife, you can't satisfy a man. Forget it. And as a man, you can't satisfy a woman. Forget it. It's only God who can help you. Go and ask all the people who are crying today. They were married one time. They'll tell you. It doesn't matter. You can have sex throughout the day. The guy will never be happy. The woman will never be happy. Yesterday we asked, I asked one adult, how many minutes does this take to have sex? If the man is strong, two minutes. I said, if the man is strong, two minutes. We can count seconds. The, the thing will be done. Now, now, the problem is lives of men and women are destroyed by it. No, don't behave like you... You are adults, you know what I'm talking about. You are looking at me like, what is he saying? I'm saying it takes less than two minutes. Takes less than two minutes. Out of it, there is HIV, a sexually transmitted disease. We are talking 30 seconds. The Mavuso girls, they have sex in five seconds on the boot of the car, whatever. Before they go and sleep with another man, they have already slept with two, three men that day. Listen, these are friends. They are in the same house. The girl turns this way to turn the pots in the kitchen. 
The boyfriend sleeps with the friend. When she closes the lid, they are done. They sit down. Listen, listen, listen. Satan is horrible. Yes. And your friend behave like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. Your friend is nice. He said, ah, I'm Shomana. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> He's saying, <laughs> Fool. Fool. Canaanite. The spirit is strong. You can't satisfy the person. The person is wild. By the age of 14, 15, 16, they are extreme. Yes. That's why I told you somebody, we are not compatible. I said, you, you have slept with everything and anything. Now you are coming to tell us this person who have kept themselves pure all these years until now, they waited for you. You arrived. You are unable to contain yourself. To give thanks to the Lord. At least you gave me somebody who hasn't slept with anything and everything. Help me, Lord. Let me overcome this thing so I can have a good life. Then you condemn the one who's right. This is serious. It's not a joke. Abraham says, let my son not marry the daughters of, of Canaan. Where I dwell. But you shall go to my country, to my family. And take a wife for my son, Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which I came, from which you came? And Abraham says, no. You see, where I come from, I don't want my children to go there. Because it's no good. But I want them to have what I have even better. So Abraham says, no. I don't want, I want my son to be married in the house. Yes. Marry in the church. I said marry in the church. By the way, this is not the only church. The church of Jesus Christ. Those who love Jesus, who have the same spirit as you. Some of the wildest people are in the church. They are here. I told the story that you can come to church, the, the girl is sitting this side, the boy is sitting that side. First time coming to church, both of them are excited. The, the wandering eye, they say, nice girl in church. The girl says, Hank, Hank, look at him. <laughs> Guess what? Two crooks met in church. So the other one is thinking, I'm cheating this one. The other one as well is saying, I until you do your little mathematics and, and you realize, hmm, this thing has been like this all along. They didn't get into baptism, nothing. This one has not died to herself. This one has not died to himself. Abraham says, do not take my son. Do not take my son to Canaan. Because I don't, I don't want him to marry a Canaanite woman. And he says, do not take my son Back there, because the Lord has promised that he's going to bless us. We are covenant people. We, my son must keep the covenant. God said, I will give you nations for your inheritance. Genesis, uh, the book of uh, Psalms, chapter 2, verse 8. The family is for nations. 
God has called you together not to be happy with your wife, with your husband. Some days you don't come to church. We had a couple many years ago. We said, we don't come to church Sunday. We play Isaac Hayes. You know, nice, nice soft music. They are not married with their nice soft music. Yeah, they, they, are, they are not married. Maybe they watch, they watch even pornography. They are not married today. I always remind my wife, I say, nice soft music doesn't work. There's nowhere in the Bible that the Bible tells us, before Jesus started to minister, he called uh, Brother Bolton to come and play the keyboard. You don't find it anywhere. There was no worship as in playing music in the church. It's good. We are doing it. Come, let us worship. Let us bow down. But worshiping God is to give ourselves fully to him. To surrender ourselves. God has a good plan for your life. To prosper you. Colossians chapter 2.14 and I close. It says, Having wiped out the handwriting requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it on the cross. Hallelujah. Whatever pain, difficulty, hardship you go through, in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12, Jesus says, says and all those who, John writes, says, and all those who received him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. When we come to Jesus, when we become children of God, God wants us to become priests. He says, let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness. God wants us to be like him. We are one family with him. There is an English saying that says, like father, like son. What my father is, I should become. If your father is lost, you can imagine how far you will be lost yourself. And here, the Bible tells us, Jesus wiped out all the handwriting requirements, all the cases and everything that was placed on us as a demand on our life. The Bible says he write it off. These things are no longer a requirement for us to fulfill the mission that God has given to us. The Bible says he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it on the cross. May the Lord have mercy on us. We are going to pray. We can't finish. Next time, next year, family months, we'll do it. We'll continue. Amen. Can we bow our heads together? Can we close our eyes? I want you to pray for yourself. I want to believe that the Holy Spirit has been talking to you. No one should be moving, please. Everybody must be seated. I want to believe that God spoke to you. I want to believe that there are issues in your life that you need the Holy Spirit to help you. I want to believe that you have seen that certain things must change in your life. I want you to come before the Lord in prayer to submit yourself, to say, Lord, as a mother, as a father, as a child, help me that I may do the right thing. The Bible says we should honor our mother and our father for it's a commandment with a promise. He says, with long life, I will bless you. God has a plan for our life. Maybe you're looking at it. My family, things are not working. My life, things are not working. The book of Jeremiah, it tells us, says, God says, I have a good plan for your life, not to harm you, but to prosper you. Are you willing to follow? Are you willing to walk with him? God wants to help you. God wants you to come through. God wants you to succeed and break through. 
but it's going to take your choice. You, you have to make that decision. This is what I want for my life. I want to pray together with you today. If you are here, maybe first time coming to Emmanuel Christian Church. Or you have been coming before. Or maybe you have been in church. This is the time to make right with God. I want to pray together with you. If you are, you are here, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I want things to be well with me. I want my life to be well. I want to be a member of the family of God. As God says, let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness. God wants to restore. When Christ died on the cross, God wanted to restore us back to himself. I want to pray together with you. If you say, Pastor, I'm that person. I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to make right with God. Lift up your hand wherever you're seated and I'll pray together with you. God bless you, my brother. Is there somebody else? I want Jesus in my life. God bless you. I want Jesus in my life. Is there somebody else? God bless you, my sister. Is there somebody else? I want Jesus in my life. I want things to change. I want things to change. Is there somebody else? I want Jesus in my life. Holy Spirit, have mercy upon me. The Holy Spirit is talking to you as we talk. The Holy Spirit, you can feel the pressure, the challenge in your heart. I want to pray together with you. I want to receive Jesus. I want to be a child. I want my sins to be forgiven. Is there somebody else? I'm waiting on you. I don't want to leave you out. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Ruate. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ. 